Hey, Pulse Jack listeners, this is Jeremy Siegel continuing our series on the coronavirus pandemic. It's a day until October, which means one thing. Well, actually, it means a few things. For some people, it's time to start putting up Halloween decorations way too early. For me, it's time to try to convince my partner who hates scary movies to finally watch John Carpenter's Halloween with me. And uh, for others, like Politico health reporter Aaron Banco, it's time to start getting a bit nervous about what the holiday season is going to mean for the COVID situation and whether she should put up Halloween decorations, too. I've been going to Home Depot trying to decide if I want to buy a scary witch blow-up toy for my <laughs> from my front yard. Um, nobody on my street has decorations up yet, so I think I'm going to wait a little while. Today on the show... With the smell of pumpkins and pumpkin spice lattes almost in the air, Aaron breaks down how the Biden administration is preparing for a critical moment in the pandemic and what we can expect from the virus during the holidays. Here's our conversation. So if you remember back to last year, we were really unsure basically what our winter was going to look like last year. And what ended up happening is as more Americans began to go indoors and gather indoors for the holidays, we saw uh, yet another surge in COVID cases and hospitalizations and eventually deaths. Uh, because of those larger indoor gatherings. Um, Now, if you remember, a lot of states had already sort of reached their peak. So, for example, New York had already reached their peak and had seen sort of the worst of COVID. Uh, But there are a lot of other states uh, that had yet to really see big surges in cases, which came more in the October, November, December timeline of last year that sort of coincided with these holidays. So states like Wyoming, for example, or or New Mexico saw, you know, incredible surges in cases uh, and, and hospitals became overwhelmed. So that's sort of how we were handling the pandemic at that point, which was we were very anxious for the vaccines. We were seeing increased cases in some states. We were really unsure how bad that surge was going to be. A lot of indoor dining places were still shut down. So not a lot of people sort of going out and celebrating. I think masking was better last winter. Uh, And I think things are incredibly different this winter for a couple of different reasons, including the fact that we do now have a vaccine. But some of those other public health mitigation measures, such as masking and sort of limited seating for indoor dining and group gatherings, have gone away. So right now we are on the precipice of that same season when some states saw some of the worst of the pandemic last year. Um, people heading indoors, holiday gatherings, colder weather. And you are reporting now on how this is kind of a crucial moment for the Biden administration's COVID response. Tell me a bit about that and how they're handling it. Sure. So this is a very, very critical time for the Biden administration and the team handling the federal response to COVID. And just, you know, as a country, yes, we have vaccinations, but what we know is that vaccine efficacy is waning in a lot of different age groups. Hospitalizations 
are increasing mm-hmm. when somebody has a breakthrough infection, particularly for the elderly. We are now dealing with Delta, which is nothing like we've ever seen before with COVID. It is all over the map, all over the globe. It is continuing to rage and spread throughout this country. Uh, Alaska, for example, right now is seeing incredible case rates in that state. I think the highest case rate the country has yet to see throughout the entire pandemic is happening in Alaska right now. And part of that is due to just to Delta, to the fact that is it is a more transmissible variant and due to the fact, I think, that we're beginning to see vaccine efficacy wane among the population that first got their doses, which was primarily healthcare workers and the elderly and the immunocompromised. Um, and also because there are still large swaths of this country country that are not vaccinated and we're having a really hard time getting them vaccinated and getting them on board with the vaccine. So I think this is a really critical time for the Biden administration and what they're trying to do now is decide how to fend off another surge this winter as we begin to gather indoors. Uh, How best to protect Americans, which Americans to protect Do we protect Americans now primarily through boosters or do we go back to implementing and stressing the the mandates on masks and uh, sort of limit indoor gatherings again? These are all conversations that top Biden health officials are having. Is there any tension within the administration over what should be done? Yes. So there are a couple of different things that are happening right now among the top ranks of the Biden administration. There are some top health officials, a lot of top health officials, I should say, who believe that the domestic data that we have on hand only suggests that we should be giving boosters out to a limited set of the American population. That includes, for example, the immunocompromised adults who are in high risk settings, workplace settings, such as healthcare workers or uh, individuals who work in nursing homes or people who are age 65 and older. And again, this is for those who have just received the Pfizer vaccine, right? So there are people who believe that the Pfizer boosters should just go to that limited set of people. There are others in the administration who say the data that we do have suggests that we need to be thinking more about using boosters to prevent against potentially just all infections, not necessarily to prevent against just solely hospitalizations and severe disease. There's a real struggle in the administration right now, but what the data we have actually says and who we should be worrying about over the next six to eight months. I think it. everybody is on board with the fact that we need to get boosters out right away to those individuals who are age 65 and older, the immunocompromised, and individuals in high-risk settings, working in high-risk settings. But as they're beginning to think about the winter and protecting other groups of Americans, there's a real split between whether or not we should be worrying about breakthrough infections that don't end up in the hospital. Do we care about them? Dr. Anthony Fauci has made a point publicly that we should not forget about people who get infected with COVID after vaccination who don't end up needing to go to the hospital, who, for example, require alternatively uh, monoclonal antibody treatment 
or individuals who are, for example, maybe a single mom who has to call out of work for three weeks. These are all infections we should be worrying about, according to Fauci. Mm. Others in the administration believe we do not need to worry about breakthrough infections that do not end up in the hospital, primarily because the vaccines were never supposed to prevent 100% against infection. And we need to be worrying about death at this point. And we need to be getting the rest of the world their first doses before we worry about boosting otherwise healthy Americans. So that's the split. With all of that in mind, what do you think the next few months are going to look like? I mean, it's almost October. The pumpkins are coming out. Soon people are going to be heading indoors. And like you mentioned, you know, some of the measures that were in place last holiday season, like people not gathering as much, um, strict mask mandates being in place. I remember, you know, not going home to see my family for Thanksgiving, taking super strict measures to try to make it safe going home around Christmas time, you know, making sure people were quarantining and testing, you know, keeping in mind that those measures aren't really in place as much, it seems like right now, but also that we do have vaccines. What do you think this holiday season is going to look like? Look, I think it's really hard to say what this holiday season is going to look like, but I'll tell you about a couple things that I'm concerned about. So we do know vaccine efficacy is waning. We know that it's waning among particularly those who received their vaccines first last year, but also that it's beginning to wane in younger groups of, of people as well. With that, we have a, a big portion of our population that isn't vaccinated. We still have Delta on the table. It's, it's still around. It's still spreading. And the boosters are only going out right now to a very limited set of the population. So combined, I'm concerned about transmission over the holiday season um, and how we transmit the virus to, to other people, even when we are vaccinated, but potentially have a breakthrough infection. I think there are a lot of questions about, uh, particularly because we don't have great data on this, but there are a lot of questions about the extent to which a vaccinated individual who has COVID, who has a breakthrough infection, can transmit that infection or that virus to others around them. Um, we still don't really know the answer to that. And so I don't foresee the CDC or other uh, regulatory agencies in the federal government coming up with new recommendations on travel or masking anytime soon. I think that the decisions that they've made over the summer to ease their recommendations on masking and to sort of allow people to make their own decisions about travel and, and gathering with other people will stick. Now, that that could be fine. You know, individuals in this country could decide to play it safe this winter and everything will be great. But I think there's a real chance that transmission will be a problem for, for portions of this country, particularly in states that uh, have very low vaccination rates. I want to ask something that I think has been on a lot of people's minds, especially with breakthrough infections happening among vaccinated people. Do you think most people are going to end up getting Delta at some point, um, even if they are vaccinated? Well, that goes back to the transmission uh, piece of this that I was talking about before. I don't know. I can't say definitively if I, you know, I, I'm doubly um, double vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine. Right. And if I get a breakthrough infection, I don't know if I'm not wearing a mask. I don't know 
if I will be able to transmit that virus to my husband, who is also double vaccinated with Pfizer, um, or or what are the chances that I do that over versus spreading it to somebody who is unvaccinated? There are all sorts of data gaps that we have in this country that make these policy discussions very, very difficult. With messy data and data gaps, it's hard for health officials to make the right call on on these larger COVID policies. And so that's definitely a limiting factor. So without that that knowledge about transmission and breakthrough infections, I think it's really hard to tell whether, you know, like you said, most Americans will get Delta. Um, I do think what we do know just generally about COVID is that if you're in large indoor settings and you don't wear a mask, that your chances of getting COVID are obviously much higher, particularly if you're unvaccinated. But we don't really know what your chances are of getting, you know, a breakthrough infection in that setting. And particularly also how you can transmit that to your husband or family or neighbors. Hmm. We've been talking a lot about what could go wrong over the coming months and, and what we don't know and what's scary. But I'm just curious, is there anything that you're like hopeful about when it comes to the COVID situation, looking at the months ahead? I mean, we haven't approved vaccines for children under the age of, of 11 yet. Like, is that something that could be on the horizon and, and help change the situation a lot? Or is there anything else? Yeah, I am very hopeful about the situation for children and vaccines. I do think that that is coming relatively soon. I think within the next two months or so, uh, hopefully before the holiday season, I think for a lot of people in this country, they're very concerned about their chances of, like I said, transmitting that breakthrough infection to or the virus just generally to their children. I think that that will be a game changer um, if that comes through and Americans go and have their children get vaccinated. Um, So I am hopeful about that. I am a little less sure about what boosters will be able to do for this country in terms of not necessarily stopping transmission, but keeping the numbers down just overall. We still don't know how long boosters last. That's a huge question. Um, I think this is just a very uncertain time for, for Americans in general, but particularly for health officials and the administration. And they're sort of trying to wade their way through in the dark, uh, like I said, with this incomplete data Uh, And they're trying to make decisions on the fly, which is incredibly difficult to do. Uh, So I do not envy their jobs or or what they do or what they're doing at this point. But I think it remains to be seen really what the holiday season brings. Well, sticking with uh, the difficulty of some of these jobs during the pandemic, you recently reported on what's been going on inside of the CDC and detailed some significant morale issues. And just a couple days ago, you reported on a top official at the agency stepping aside as head of the pandemic task force. How much of a problem is this, especially thinking about how central the CDC is to the way we're handling the pandemic at this crucial moment? I think health officials and public health workers across this country would tell you the pandemic has been absolutely devastating for them, but particularly because it demands a lot of time from them and uh, time that they don't necessarily have to give that they're taking from other parts of their life, from their family, from their relationships. Uh, I know for people in the CDC who have been working on the pandemic task force since the beginning of the pandemic, they are absolutely burned out, are experiencing intense fatigue, 
And the CDC, in trying to rebuild that task force for this next big hurdle that they face uh, for the winter season, the CDC is having a really hard time staffing that pandemic response team, uh, particularly because, like I said, people are burnt out. Others who have not worked on that team before are very reluctant to join because they know that it requires a lot of time and effort and um, is just grueling, really. This is probably not unique to the CDC itself. I think you're probably seeing this kind of burnout in all sorts of different agencies in the federal government and, and in state health departments as well. You know, some of these state public health departments have just five people, for example, trying to work on the pandemic for an entire state. That's certainly the the situation for a state like Wyoming. So I, I think that public health officials face just an uphill battle yet again this fall and this winter as we begin to roll out boosters and we try to define a little bit better how we're going to control this this pandemic going forward. All right, that's our show for this week. I'm Jeremy Siegel, and big thanks to Aaron Banco from Politico's health team for talking with me. If you want to stay up on all of her latest reporting and everything coming out of our health team, be sure to sign up for our daily health newsletter, which comes to your inbox every morning. It's called Politico Pulse, and you can find it at politico.com slash newsletters. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, Pulse Check, wherever you're listening. And I might have told you about this already, but I'm going to tell you again, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what you think about our podcasts here at Politico, good and bad. So take our audio survey. You can find that at politico.com slash pod survey. Again, that's politico.com slash pod survey. You can also find a link in this episode's show notes. PulseCheck's senior editor is Raghu Manavalan. Our senior producer is Jenny Ament. And our executive producer is Irene Noguchi. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you soon.